fine. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back, welcome back. I hope that everyone is safe and sound within this quarantine. Today we have a very special guest that we're bringing on the podcast, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> this is Morgan, yes. our line sister, Morgan. Um, so Morgan, tell us a little bit about you. So I'm Morgan. Um, I These are my line sisters. So I uh, went to the University of North Texas, got a, bi a biology degree. Um, I also have an MBA in business management. Um, I live in the Double area. Degree. Double degreed. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me. I live in the area. Um, you know, still trying to find myself, you know, being a young professional and whatnot. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So for this week's episode, it's going to be about, um, it's going to be dedicated to our graduating seniors who are currently looking for employment. Um, and so the topic of conversation is going to be about black women in corporate America. Um, and so Morgan is going to provide upcoming seniors with tips and advice about how to be successful within the corporate ranks. So. Whew. Let's get into ooh, it. Ooh, Morgan, Lord. how did you get to <laughs> Lord, look, let's get into it. Be, look, we're going to be open and candid on this podcast <laughs> oh, <man>. today. <laughs> so Morgan, tell us how you got started. So you had a you were majoring in biology mm -hmm. and you're working in a completely different field. So tell us how you got started. Yeah, so I really be telling people that my biology degree is basically a picture on my wall. I don't use it at all. <laughs> So I came into college. I'm wow. not going to lie to y'all. I wanted to make the most money possible. So, of course, I chose biology because I was like, all right, bet I'm going to be a pharmacist. I'm going to be making six figures right out of college. It's going to be straight. Um, I realized junior year, like, nah, this is not for me. So um, I realized that I didn't want to do four more years um, of school and then debt and not be able to live my best life on my own um, without assistance. Um, so what I did was instead of completely starting over, I decided to finish up my biology degree um, and I found an MBA program that was accelerated so it, I could get my MBA in a year. So after I graduated with my biology degree, got my MBA in business management. And so for me, I went into the business realm of things just because um, I was involved in college. Um, and I really liked managing. I like to put stuff together, solve problems, all that. So I, I figured I couldn't get a job with just my biology degree. So I went and got another one with an MBA. It bought me some more time. Um, and yeah, now I'm here working in the telecom industry. Wow. Wow. Now, wow. I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all. I When I tell y'all junior year, like I had no idea what I was about to do. Um, for me, I'm a person who always has life figured out. I always have some sort of plan. I went off faith alone trying to get an MBA and go into the business world because I, I knew nothing going into it. So what made you realize that you like didn't want to do pharmacy? Like Y'all, I took a animal physiology <laughs> class and keep in mind, I, I had straight A's in college. That that is the only class in college that I dropped. Like I realized I'm like, if oh, wow. pharmacy school is going to be anything like this, Y'all got it. it. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing it. it. <laughs> right. I'm not doing this. No, thank you. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Yes. Ooh, I don't see how y'all made it in those science classes. No, Everyone really. has something bad to say. Yes. I promise you. Everybody. everybody. I promise you, I, science <laughs> is all about just like, you got to just figure out how to like work smarter, not harder. Like, 
You just gotta oh, know yeah, the right, gotta know the right people, gotta study the right stuff, and you'll be straight. Mm-hmm. Now, don't ask me, don't ask house. me anything about what I learned, cause <laughs> can't help y'all. Can't help y'all at all. So, do you do you ever so feel funny. like, man, like I really went through all this hell for this degree that I don't use anymore? Do you ever feel like? Is there a way that I could possibly merge these two degrees that I have um, just just so that I can, like, you know, make use of one of them? Or are you, like, content with the fact that, okay, I'm really utilizing more of my biz- the business than the biology portion or side? Right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, honestly, I don't regret it. Now, if I could go back in time, I would have loved to get, like, an integrative studies degree. So, you know, UNT offers mm-hmm. where you can study a couple subjects at a time and, and graduate with a, a dual degree. Um, but honestly, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm not using my science degree, but it taught me so much. It taught me hard work and the four year experience. Now, while I was going to class, getting my biology knowledge in, it's like I've met so many people and learned so much about just being like a, a woman, if that makes sense. Like from those four years, I learned mm-hmm. so much to where I'm like, yeah, it would have been nice to not have another degree that I have to pay for uh, with that MBA. Yeah. But there was so much I learned in that four years that I, I, I wouldn't even take it back. Nice. That's good. Nice. Wow. Um, so, Morgan, you were really involved on campus. I know we all were involved <laughs> on campus, too. And I always say this looking back. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have got involved in a lot less and kind of just focused on, like, what I wanted to do within, like, the Why? future. So, like, looking back, <laughs> like, do you feel like you would have been involved in anything less? Or, like, what would you recommend? Dang, this might be an unpopular opinion, but no. Honestly, no. I... What? See, okay. I don't know because for me I just feel like again like I had a chance to butt my head so many times and I had a chance to really define what I wanted to be who I wanted to be as a leader during that time I just feel like if I wouldn't have been involved I don't know if I would have had that opportunity to to figure out what it means to be a leader and really like make mistakes because I made lots and lots of mistakes um in the involvement that I had on campus the only thing that I would tell people is like try to get some sort of real world experience because you could be on eight different executive boards but at the end of the day, they care about, okay, what is you, what about the business impact? I, I don't, like, they right. really don't care. I mean, I could sit here and say, oh, there I was president of North Texas 40. They don't really care. In in a year, they don't really yeah. care. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's definitely more about, like, hey, like, what do you, what skills, what skills do you have? Like, do you have any transferable skills from that? Because other than that, then right. that does not suit me. Like, as the employer, you know, like, what is that going to do for my company? What's going to do for me? And I know sure. there's a lot of people, like, especially, like, in the black community at UNT that really get caught up in being involved in being in this org and being in that org or being on this exec board or being the president of this org. Okay, and then when they graduate, they don't have a job. Like, yeah. like what are you doing now? And it's like, okay, exactly. like, all that was what was supposed to prepare you for what you're supposed to be doing now. Right. So, I, I think, think that's very, very important. Yeah, I just think it's about, like, what... It really depends on what you're doing it for. Like, to be honest, because mm-hmm. if you're doing yeah. it for the clout... You're not gonna get a job. <laughs> like, there's no way. It's gonna show. Like, it's gonna I, show too. <laughs> now, hey, your first two years of college, if you want to do that, cool. Because I mean, you got time at that point, you know. But I just feel mm-hmm. like once you get to junior, senior year, you start got you got to start getting serious about like what do you want out of this. Especially if you're sitting on executive boards, man, you need to be networking with the advisors, uh, trying to get your organization connected yeah. with people outside of UNT and all that, because that's where you get the most fruitful experience. But I mean, to be honest, most people don't know how to network. I didn't figure out how to network until like senior year. 
Like it's awkward for me. Like I just I'm like, what do I talk about? You're an introvert. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. I am. I am. I can I can put on, but if y'all ever see me at a networking event, I'm like talking and then I go hide for a little bit and I come back like for me, me too. See? I'm like, like go away out, and come back. Out, come out. away, come back. Yeah, kind of yeah. like, like you know, go like go like rebuild yourself up again to do it again. Like that's what I have to do. Kind of like like re- like take a break to like power back up. Okay, let's do this. All right. Exactly. Like, that's that's how I do. Initially, initially, what do you say? Like, how do you even open up the conversation? Like, that's what I be thinking. Okay, what am I going to say? If right. I go over there and you know, a lot of people just don't know what they want. Like, I that I too. still am trying to figure out, like, what I want out of my career. So, it's like, how am I going to come network with you if I don't know what I want from you? You know? Like, it, mm-hmm. it gets awkward. That's why, for me, I've been just kind of practicing just being a human. Just, just talking to people. Not going into it with the mindset of, I want something from you. Just, hey, like, let me talk about something memorable with you so that if I ever run into you again, at least we have something in common that we can talk about. Right, something right. that was like, right. yeah, memorable from the conversation. Oh, for sure, definitely. for sure. They can smell bullshit. Right. They can, they can. Yeah. People know. <laughs> yes, because you, yeah, yeah nobody wants to talk to somebody that they know the whole the whole point is because they want something from you. Like that's just not, that's just not. Or they want to answer you. Right, right. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, but I'm telling you, I did not figure that out until like like how to effectively uh, network until like this past year. Just because for me. Uh, when I first started my job, you know, they're telling you, oh, go network around, build your career and all that. And I would meet with people and it would be awkward because like, I'm honestly only there to like get a connection out of you. Like I'm not like you can you can tell I'm not really there to like, you know, establish relationships. relationships. Yeah. So I had to learn the hard way that it's like, yeah, like you'll get that connection eventually, but these people don't know you. So the best thing you can do is just get to know them. Start talking about their yeah. kids. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. Find something. Just get them talking about themselves, and you'll pick up on something that you can talk to them about later. Right. Yeah. Especially if you find something where you can, y'all can relate to something. That'll definitely tie exactly. the connection. Exactly. Um, so Morgan, like with your job, like how how do you feel about your job? Like how like what what is your feelings about that? Whew, how do I feel? <laughs> All I will tell y'all is being in corporate America is not for the weak. It is not for the weak. Now, I know some people are going to be like, they see it on the movies, like, oh, I want the corner office. I want to be running stuff in corporate America. Yeah, chill out. You know, like, to me, I was always that person like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have the corner office. I'm going to be doing this, this and that. But to me, it's a lot harder because the, what the movies don't show you sometimes is the politics behind it. So, especially people who look like us, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, for me, whenever I first um, entered corporate America, like, I wasn't aware of that. Keep in mind, I'm from Plano, so I'm used to dealing with white white people. I'm used to, you know, learning how to talk to them, what I can and can't say. But I'm telling you, corporate America did not, it's a whole nother game. It's a whole nother game because now Mm -hmm. you're having to compete directly with them. Mm. Not for it. What is that? So let's talk about that. How is what is that like? I mean, like how it's like how do you compete with somebody where you are automatically like ten steps behind them? Like how do you feel like mm. this is a fair competition? How do you how do you keep yourself motivated to keep pushing through things like you know what you know your experiences, whether it's like microaggressions or you know just mm. just feeling like you just cannot you know really be. Uh, authentically you like how do you keep going man yeah 
it, to me, it's, <laughs> it, it's just about failing fast and learning. So for me, I went into it with the mindset, like I'm telling y'all, I'm over here trying to be Morgan Luther King Jr. Over here thinking, <laughs> over here thinking that, okay, yeah, like people keep saying it's bad, but whatever, I'm going to change the narrative. It's going to be great. But I'm like for that me, that was your mindset. That was my mindset. It, I didn't sure. feel okay. I didn't feel inferior at all. I was like, okay, bet, bring it. Like you know, we're all like mm-hmm. um, the team that I work on. We're all young, so it's just like, okay, bet, we're gonna we're gonna be in this together. Whatever. It wasn't like that. Um, so for me, I had to bump my head a couple times and and learn the ropes. So one thing that I can definitely tell people is CYA, cover your ass. So. Oh, I've heard that. That's a good one. And I don't say that in like a, oh, be like you need to be conniving and manipulative and all that. It's not about that at all. But being a woman of color in the workplace, you need to make sure you have receipts, especially if you're a strong, powerful, confident black woman. You can't go in there thinking that they're going to accept you off, off, off the top. You have to make sure you keep your receipts because they will try you. <laughs> they will try you. They will. They will try you. For me, I'm like, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of the tightrope concept. Uh, it's like a bias. But it's kind of like mm-hmm. if said person over here says it, it's fine. It's all dandy. But the moment you say it, you're assertive, demanding. I can't believe oh, she yeah. said that. Mm-hmm. For me. Right. I, I promise y'all. situation. Yes. <laughs> I promise y'all for the first six months, I was really thinking life is fair. And that, oh my God, I can't believe I can't say that and she can't, like, now I get, I'm over it. Now I'm just like, okay, bet, I see the game. I just need to make sure that I cover my ass. So nobody can ever say Morgan said X, Y, and Z. I've always got receipts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot easier said than that. Always have to keep a paper trail. Always. And it's like, you have to understand, just like you want the most out of your career, other people feel like that too, whether they're below you or beneath, I mean, below you or above you. So everybody, nobody wants to be in trouble. If I can pin it on the next person and, and I'm going to get uplifted, I'm going to get a promotion. Not me specifically, but you know how some people think they'll throw you under the bus and they don't care because they'll be at the top. You know, they, they don't care. So it's just important for me. I always tell um, black women that are entering corporate America, like, make sure you protect yourself. And that includes who you surround yourself by. Don't go in there thinking mm-hmm. that everybody's your friend. Now, there will be... Ooh, don't think that. Yeah, there will be genuine people, of course, that want to see you grow, want to see you be successful, but uh, some people don't. And so you can't be in there telling your deepest, darkest secrets, trying to make friends with your coworkers, because sometimes that's just not it. It backfires on you real quick. That's not the way. For sure. So do you feel like you have anyone in your corner? Absolutely. They, like, at your job? Absolutely. So... Something about me is I don't, it takes me a little while to warm up just because like, you know, I don't trust everybody. I just kind of, I have to filter it out a bit. Um, But yeah, I definitely have two or three people within my company that I can definitely lean on if I need to vent, if I need to just have somebody to relate to. Um, And I think that's honestly what's kept me going, honestly, because there's been times where I've been completely down, like I've been beat down, like I I just don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, But I think it's really important that you find your circle that you can lean on at work because you'll need it. You'll need some sort of support system. Um, I also think it's important to find somebody who can mm-hmm. advocate for you. So I could vent to my coworkers all day. I could talk to them all day about my goals, but you also need to find somebody that maybe an upper management, your manager, someone else that has power within the company that can advocate for you because yeah. it's important. 
your your peers can't do as much as as much for you. That's what I was gonna ask can. next was like, do you have like somebody that's older, like a mentor or something like within the company, or just somebody that you that can advocate for you that is like more experienced, more seasoned, I guess, in the field that can put you on as well as advocate for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just took a it minute. It took a minute to build to get. It that. took a minute, and I think that's yeah, and that's where I mean like it it's hard because it's like. For me, I'm not really the person that's like, okay, get out there and network with everybody because I know it's not that easy. Um, I've been with my company for almost a year now, and it's like I'm just now kind of getting into the groove of like, okay, I've kind of identified. I've had a chance to learn the company a little bit more and kind of navigate the waters to see who I actually want to advocate for me or who I can, you know, trust. Um, So it's definitely a process. I just always caution people, don't put too much pressure on yourself to find a mentor within the first six weeks is not going to happen yeah and it might happen but it it just i don't know it for me at least it took a little while to to find the right people that would be in my corner Mm. (laughs) (laughs) but y'all i promise i'm making it sound daunting it's not all bad it's just i wasn't ready for it or I, i just didn't listen people told me like hey you know you you're gonna have to work harder than than others and I'm telling y'all, I was Morgan Luther King. I was over here really? thinking, nah, it's going to be different for me. It's, but I think as long as you're you're prepared, yeah, you're fine. It's just about knowing, wow. knowing what, it, it's kind of like knowing what you're going to walk into and just being prepared of like, okay, at least I know there's a fire. At least I know like what, you know, what kind of armor. It's like not being naive, in. I guess, to like the real world. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's, it is easier, yeah. especially after coming yeah. back coming from college and like feeling like, oh, everybody knows you, you're a leader on campus. Like, you know, it, like it was like, it wasn't, it may not have been like that. It was it just wasn't your experience. So now it's like coming into this new, like, like the real world, well, this is what the world is like. This, this is how the world treats black women. It's like, and mm-hmm. that's right. scary that I'm like, imagine, and, and y'all can relate to this. Imagine building your, your brand mm-hmm. for four years. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then it's like, that goes out of the window. I, I, that's why like so many people go through post, you know, what is it? Post-grad depression, just because you have to really Literally. reinvent yourself. So for me, yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, like I reality slapped me Mm -hmm. in the face (laughs) because to me, I'm like, I built my brand for five years at UNT, got involved in everything there is to get involved with, you know, put my name out there to get into corporate America. And I'm all of a, all of a sudden I'm a small fish again, Yeah, you know, and I'm at the bottom and it's with people that I don't know. Like I have to completely start over and kind of figure out who I am, especially the older you get the, the, you know, you just care about different stuff. So it's like trying to navigate those waters is why I tell people like try not to put extra pressure on yourself because it's going to be there when you graduate. Dispose of that resume. <laughs> Dispose of it. But I mean, you can you can still draw on your experiences in college, but yeah, for the most part, it's kind of like that it's was close. Yeah, close, and you got to. I think up also back people up. would. I think also contributes yeah. to that post grad depression is just like realizing that this chapter is it is closed like you have to close that chapter because if you keep trying to like live in both worlds like trying to like okay now i'm still in college or like still trying to do college type stuff or i don't know just being stuck in that mindset is going to impact what's like the real like your real world experience and like trying to grow in that like this grow in this new chapter in your life because you just refuse to close that old chapter yeah and you know that's where i'm just like 
with the transition it's so hard because like it takes a while and I think that's what they don't tell you when you graduate college like everybody's always excited to you know have the degree get things started and all that but it's a process it's definitely a process and for me I don't really think I closed that chapter until like December Mm. of last year that's real though that's real wow and I think I'm I'm not gonna lie I haven't closed a chapter I'm still in grad school school right now like I have not closed a chapter yet I have not (laughs) so I mean I know for me it's gonna take a little it's gonna be harder because like it, I mean, I think I think me being in the position that I am because I'm working in housing, like like a like a professional staff role in housing, and like that kind of makes me close the chapter a little bit quicker because like I have to supervise these people, like people that I used to be peers with. I now supervise you, and like I have to I had to close that in order to like keep like be professional in my role. You know what I mean? So like, but still, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard because you. You grew like you really grew so much yeah. in that time frame. So like having to be okay, that's over. Something else now. It's like, oh well, wait. I just I really yeah. enjoyed that. Or especially if like you really enjoyed your college, your college um, career. It's hard. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, and especially because like for it's a lot of people's first time on their own. Like so for me, um, I think I graduated from grad school in May, and I had my first apartment in August. So it was even hard for me to make that that move of like, okay, now I got to be on my own. I'm paying all my own bills. Like, what is that? I got to learn how to do that. Then also I got to make sure I can keep my job, (laughs) not getting fired at work. I got to figure out how to navigate the corporate space. And then also I don't, you know, my friends are out getting jobs and they have their own lives. So, yeah, it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. That's why I think corporate America is so much harder for us because it's like we're all going through all these things um, with post-grad. And then on top of that, you got to also kind of filter yourself a bit at work. That's kind of what I went through of like, okay, I'm trying to establish who I am after graduation, after after college. But then also I got to figure out how to like navigate and who I am in this space, too. So it's a lot, but it's a process for sure. It's a transition. Now, if you could have it your way, um, and Nakia uh, brought this up, if you could work with uh, all black staff, would you want to do that? Man, I would love to just experience <laughs> it. I, it's crazy because whenever I, so y'all, whenever I first uh, joined my team, um, there was a black woman manager, and she was an AK. Oh, wow. And, like, she oh, immediately wow. she immediately became my mentor. And it's, like, it's crazy how um, she didn't directly manage me, but it's crazy how much more comfortable you feel when you have mm-hmm. people who look like you. Yeah. Like, Man. It, it it's crazy. And, you know, for me, I'm, like, whenever you're in a space, like, where it's, it's a mostly white space, it's hard whenever you see other black people, especially mm-hmm. when there's not many of you. Because you can either band with them or you can compete with them. And for me, in my situation, I chose to to become friends and like let's get this through this together because I couldn't do it. I can't compete with them and like I can't I can't do it. That's really real. Um, But yeah, mention that about the competition things. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm I'm competing with you for the spot because there's not many of us as it is, so it's gonna be competition. So yeah. I think that's really good that you were like, no, r- r- let's yeah. let's team up because because there are so many, uh, not, not not you know like there's not too, like a lot of us. So yeah, that's good. Of course, there's just so much to me. There's so much competition, especially like a lot of companies. Um, some some companies are just now getting on the wave of hiring a lot of young people, but a lot of companies 
the population of younger people is very small. So you're already competing to be there anyways, being someone who's young. I didn't, I, what's the extra pressure of competing with the, the next fellow black woman or black man? Like y'all, it's just pointless to me. I'm like, there's power in numbers. For me, my black colleagues, we stick together, we look out for each other and it's a much better experience. So of course, to your original question, we of course- We all run in the same race. That, and I would love to see we some black owned companies. <laughs> Yes, I would right, love to right. see. Well, honestly, I work for all black staff, and it has its downsides. <laughs> really? Its yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that, that before. Really? Yeah. Yes, it does have its downsides. As far as organization mm. and being like organized, like for example, I haven't went to work the past three days. <laughs> I don't find out whether I have to get up for work until like eight a.m. like tomorrow morning is when I'll get a text message. You got to come. <laughs> Yikes! So it can, it, and then they'll make they may text me and say, "Well, you don't have to come in." Then I'll get a call like I got last Friday. Oh yeah, he, Senator needs you here at this time. And so you know, it's just like really unorganized sometimes. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a really I'm a type A personality, so I like. I don't know why we're like that. <laughs> I don't know why we're. Because I'm like that. I mean, you were like that. No, no, no. I said I don't know why we're like that. It's like we be kind of unorganized. Very much so, kind <laughs> like, of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We be kind of unorganized. Yeah. It's just I just think I'm like I would love my dream. My dream is to see a cor- a corporate America, a company within corporate America that just has an all black staff, like. The, the leadership is just all black. I just, I haven't seen it like in, in a while around here at least. And it's just like, I would love to see it. Cause I can just imagine. I can just imagine. Man, that'd be amazing. For sure. Wow. Like what are the steps that we can take to get to that point to create something like that, to have ownership? And that's a, that's a, that's a really good point. That's something that I've been thinking about over the past year, just because for me, in my experience, I'm like, there were times where I wanted to quit. Like, you know what? This shit isn't worth it. Like, I can just go to another company. I can be, you know, treated better. I can do X, Y, and Z. But it's really hard to just get the strength to stick it out and eventually elevate to where you can get to the be the VP, be the CEO and all that. To me, it it, it requires so much strength, and I hate that we have to right. do that. I hate it. I, I hate it. It I does. Just, but maybe you can start your own company more. Yes. You can create girl, this. Girl, <laughs> listen. Stay tuned. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I've i always said I got to figure out what that looks like for me because I've always said I don't really I don't really have the desires to be the CEO. I don't really care to be the face of something. I just want to be the operations, the, the chief operating officer. Mm-hmm. I want to work on the operations. I want to make sure we're organized. We're, you know, meeting our goals. Whoever else can can be the face, do all the covers and the commercials. Like to me, that's my sweet spot right there. That's where my strengths lie. So I'm just trying to figure out where I can apply that to, and make some shake. So I have a question. So we're gonna get on. Okay. Okay. So to our listening audience right now, um, I'm currently getting my hair braided while we're finishing up this episode. And um, on the topic of hair, Morgan, I have a question about like, so when it comes to wearing your hair in the workplace as a black woman, you know, our hair is very, very versatile, which is why why it's so beautiful. So um, when it comes to either, you know, you wearing your natural hair or if you decide to go with braids like I'm getting right now or a sewing or a wig, if you decide to switch it up every other week or every other month, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. um, Have you received any type of... Mm -hmm. Not backlash, I guess that's the word, lack, lack of a better word. Backlash for people 
saying, oh, mm-hmm. my, oh, Morgan, your hair is different. Oh, Morgan, your hair grew overnight. Oh, my gosh, look at those, your braids. Those are different. Or those are kind of. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Let's talk about it. Y'all, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a rock y'all through my hair journey. Because I really, when it comes to my hair, I don't give a damn. I'm going to be real with y'all. I don't care. So when I first started my job, um, you know how in, in college and the organizations are like, you know, keep your hair a, a certain color. Don't do anything out like of natural the norm. Hair I didn't care. So, yeah, I didn't care. So whenever I first started my job, I had, remember when I had that um, that blonde ombre? It was like a like Oh, a yeah, yeah. Blonde. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that wasn't super unnatural, but still, it w- it was pretty blonde. Like half my head was blonde. Um, I started off with that wig for the first month, and I know that's a no no to keep- change your hair with that quick. But again, I didn't care. Uh, I think I had gotten a new wig that was longer after that. Then I wore my hair natural for a little bit. So what I did, of course, you have the comments where it's like, "Oh my God, your hair! Oh my God, it got shorter! Oh my God, your curls!" <laughs> All that. Um, I think when I had gotten my hair, I think I got a silk press maybe four months ago. Came into work. So I had got it cut because, you know, I had a little little bit of damage or whatever, you know. But um, I had got it cut and uh, one of my white coworkers came up to me and was like, oh, so your hair. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. (laughs) For me, I just laugh it off. Listen, I laugh it off because for me, I don't really care because to me, I'm like, I don't take it as offensively. I just tell them up front, yes, my hair is going to change. Yes, tomorrow it might be blue. Yes, tomorrow it might be short. You never know about me. So to me, I just kind of prepare them so that they don't ask. But yes, they make comments all the time. Um, it used to bother one of my other black coworkers, but I I personally don't care. I just be like, I just be ignoring it. Right. It's just annoying. It's like, annoying. Gosh. Like, I f- and now I'm self-conscious about my hair. Now I feel like, okay, I don't want to change it up right now because I'm going to be the center of attention. You know, people asking me multiple questions about my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially because you would think by now they know better. And it's like, for me, I don't think it's our job to always have to inform right. them of what's proper mm-hmm. etiquette and what's not. That's why I'm still trying to navigate how to handle microaggressions or like those little, you know, those little comments that are made because... For me, I still don't know how to tell white people when they're being racist in a way that's not going to make them feel attacked. I'm Regardless, you're going to feel attacked. Right. They find any reason to <laughs> feel know. attacked. So uh-huh. it's, it's kind of just like having right. to just like be professional with it and leave it at that. Like if you feel that way, that's how you feel. Because the fact that you felt that you could approach me like that and then you don't think I'm going to say anything back to you. Like, why do you feel like I can't say anything back to you? You know, especially especially if it's like in an appropriate right. manner, because they're not professional when they do it. Notice they'll just outright touch your hair, right? And that's that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to navigate mm-hmm. how to handle that. Because I'm telling y'all, I'm very blunt, and like I know how I can come off. Like I'm very aware of of <clears throat> what the perception may be. So I'm still trying to like navigate how do I professionally yeah. read you? You know, <laughs> like how do I professionally read you? To where you get it, you respect me, and oh, you don't read. feel yes. attacked, or you don't. She yelled at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I just. Yeah. I, I I I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to learn <laughs> I'm trying to get better, but for the most part, for me, I just I try to laugh it off, but I know that that's not always the best way to handle it. It's just. Yeah, I'm trying that's, to keep my that's job, true. Trying to stay employed yeah. around here. I think about that too like that's so hard like that's hard because like this is your job this is your livelihood but it's like also like 
it's exhausting to be disrespected every day. <laughs> like that's exhausting. Yes. And that can also it cause trauma. And so like thinking about like, if that's something that you experience yes. over, like, let's say you work at a job for like five years, that's something that you've constantly experienced, that can be traumatic. So it's like, okay, how do I keep, how do I maintain my, my mental yeah. health and also my job? Like. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where I can't. So before I say I can't, I am checking my privilege in that I understand I don't have kids. I don't have anybody that's really true. depending on me. So if I'm experiencing disrespect or I feel like this isn't right for me, I can get up and leave and go find something else. Or I, I can I can take that hit because no one else is depending on me. So I'm not going to say never say never, but I, I really don't know how people can do it for five years. I Like for me, one of my biggest like motivating factors for being at work is feeling respected, feeling valued. If I don't feel respected and valued, I cannot, I cannot, <laughs> if I can help it, I cannot stay in the same space. Because to me, it's like I'm not as productive and I don't feel like I'm producing as much valuable work when I'm in an environment that I can't, I, that feels exactly, toxic. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like, I have a question for both of y'all. Have y'all ever felt self-conscious about your hair before, like, an interview? Like, if you had, like, if your hair was, like, naturally curly... Do you ever think to yourself, okay, maybe I should flat iron it or like slick it back to look more professional? Yes. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I think for the most part, I wear weave more than yeah. I have worn my natural hair. Well, as of lately, it's been like a mixture, but like whenever I've had mm. interviews, I feel like it's always just lined up where like I'm wearing a natural colored wig or a sewing or something. I've, I've never, I've never worn braids in an interview. I, I honestly don't think, I don't even know if I feel comfortable doing it. I'm not going to lie. Like I, when I had my job, like where I worked in like in leasing before I went back to grad school. I wanted to get braids. I never got them uh, while I was working there. I never got, I never, I really wanted them. I, I got waited so I, I finished working at that place since our grad school to get braids. I never wore my natural hair. I always wore natural hair colors. I never did because I was like, I don't feel like having this, I don't feel like doing it. Cause I know if I do it, I, I know I'm not at that level yet where I can do it professionally. Um, well, I kind of like you Morgan, I'm not trying to navigate through that. Like that's where I know I'm not there yet. So it's like, I know if I say this, it's going to come across like mm. this. And I worked in an office full of women who are already petty, you know? And so it's just like, I just did not feel like having to defend yeah. my hair. Like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, and, I, and it's, it's kind of, yeah. yeah. That's mm -hmm. ridiculous. And okay, it's, it's embarrassing to admit that right now. Because I'm like, I know, like, I'm so pro-black. Like, it's easy to say. It's easy to say, do this and do that and, do, and say this and say that. But it's like, when you're in that moment, when you've been working there and you've already experienced microaggressions, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, no. If you mention my hair, my hair is important to me. So if you mention my mention my hair to me, or since I say anything off the wall about my hair, I will say something that's probably not going to be professional back to you. And that's just honest. <laughs> right. Nah, I mean, that's, that's real. So, like, for me, I don't... So, if it was any, like, article of my body that I'm conscious of, it's not so much my hair. Um, I don't know why. I just... For me, I don't really care what they think about my hair. But I know the one thing that I also, I'm always very conscious of is since I started my job, I don't think I've worn a skirt. So. Oh, that was my next question, mm, actually. Yeah. Because I was going to bring that up about, do you remember the newscaster, the black lady? She was like biracial. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And she had, you know, curly hair. She was really, she was thick. Mm -hmm. She was curvy. And people like, white people that are watching the news show had so much to say about the dress that she had on. Mm -hmm. Like her, the, her body her and like. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking the same thing, like as a person, like as a curvy black woman who has, a, you know, thighs and hips and a butt, like 
it's hard, right? Like, how do, you know, you've never, have you, have you just, do you just do you wear dresses or just pants? So, or you don't wear, like, I have found the art of, uh, what are they called? Uh, like, capris? Like, you know, they're not like dress slacks where they touch the ground, yeah, but they're like, the, the crops. Yeah, they're the crops. crops. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've fallen in love with those just because I feel more comfortable. Um, for me, I just find when I wear a skirt, like, if I buy a skirt, right, that thing needs to be like down to my, like, my, my ankles ankles just because i know i have thick thighs and as i walk it's gonna ride up, up they come it's gonna ride up, <laughs> up, the, up the <laughs> so for me it's just it's like I, I i don't know how to describe it for me i know i'm a beautiful black woman i i feel confident that i'm a beautiful black woman and so i don't ever want if i'm wearing a skirt that's too tight or something that might start riding up i don't ever want them to have a reason to like talk shit essentially like I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm trying to get attention or all that to me I want my work to speak for itself now I do want to get comfortable eventually starting to wear skirts and stuff like that and not give a damn but that's just right now that's my only thing that I just I try to be cognizant of even the low cut shirts like for me I'm like you know a lot of the shirts that are cute come down and they they cut you know but I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to at least be cognizant of that because I just I know there's a lot of like stereotypes already on me as black, being black, being a woman. I just don't want for me. I just don't anything added to your plan. Yeah, as yeah, it is. yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, I'll work through it. It's just as of right now, it's just I try to just be cognizant of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And just feel comfortable. That makes and that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you're at work too. Like you don't want to, have to feel uncomfortable while you're at work for eight hours. Right. So and the men try no it. More. Like men try it. Oh, and that's. They, <laughs> they be trying it. That's another battle. Yeah. Especially like the white men. So how do, so have you gotten hit on? Not by like older white men at your job? Not not by white men. <laughs> not by Okay, what what race of men? Of the course the black, black men. men. Hispanic men? Yeah. I don't know. Of course the black So just the so mainly the black men? Yeah, mainly the black men. Mainly the black men. Now it's not on some okay. like sexual harassment type stuff, but it's like a oh, of course I not. see you. No, like <laughs> Google yeah, like, I see you. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's funny okay um so now i'm gonna pull some questions for our instagram a couple people submitted questions for today um the first question says um do you have to turn the switch on and off with your per- with your personality mm-hmm. which we kind of that is a great question i'm gonna turn that on on y'all too um <laughs> at first i didn't think so but kind of Kind of. So for me, in I what know, way? Huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. Oh, okay. Um, it it depends. So for me, I know that I want to advance in my career. I don't change myself by any means, but I I kind of I know who to who I need to turn it turn down for a little bit. So I think I've worked in my space long enough to know like who I have to kind of watch out for who I know doesn't have my best interest at heart. So for me, it's like, for the most part, I can be myself, but I'm just trying to meet people where they are, knowing that, hey, I'm gonna be me at the end of the day, but for the purposes of dealing with you, let me meet you halfway and just, you right. know, turn it down just a little bit, just just to make life a little bit easier for myself, my own sanity. So for me, um, I've had a couple situations where I've had to work with a white person and I'm currently working with a black girl who doesn't they don't do their job mm-hmm. at all and i'm one of those people and i 
I feel like this. If you can't do something because we have to work as a team, come to me and say, hey, like I have this, this, this going on because you step up and help me with this. Mm-hmm. But then when you don't do your part, I can't do mine. And then it's like, okay, well, the, my boss is kind of looking at me like, well, what are you doing? You yeah. know, and so I've been in situations where it's kind of like, you know, you, you need to communicate how you feel before you get fired. But then you, you don't want to come off like stepping on anybody's toes at the same time. Right. And I've kind of been put in those situations, where, like you said earlier, where you have to cover your own ass and kind of like put people in their respective place, but kind of do it in like a professional manner. Right. Like I had a lady last week, the black girl I worked with last week, text me and tell me to watch my tone. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> she texted me and told me to watch my tone. And it was early in the morning. And so, you know, instinctively, like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to come off. back at you. But then it's like, you know what? Have a blessed day. You know? <laughs> Not have a blessed it's day. Like, have a blessed day. Like, you have to learn how to, you know, kind of, like, be the bigger person. So I definitely feel like I can't be, you know, just like Adisha, you know? Yeah within my job because you get fired you know now i will say because i've had this debate before because there are some people that don't feel like they should have to change for anybody and i i'm I'm with it i feel it it just depends Mm -hmm. on the space you're in it depends on your space because at the end of the day i'm i'm gonna say i'm 90 percent morgan just because i'm so fearful to bring out that last 10 percent just because I don't think I'm where I want to be in my career where I can, can go full throttle and be me and not care yet. Like, I'm still working through that. Um, but I just right. feel like you can definitely be yourself. Just know what comes with the territory. So if you know you're a nonchalant person, that's fine. Be you, but just know, like, be aware of what what the perception is going to be. Just be aware to, like, what's going to mm-hmm. come. So for me, I know that I'm very direct and I know what it comes with. Like I, I know I, I'm aware. I've asked people. I've gotten feedback. I know the perception that I give off. So I'm very careful and try to meet people halfway to make sure that that's not going to halt me from getting where I want to go. Exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. And a lot of the time, it's about <laughs> it's about relationship building. Just because for me. I try my best to any team that I go in, just getting to know the people because nine times out of 10, you don't like somebody because they're different from you and you're just not used to it. So I'm just like, I want someone to be as as much them as they want to be. And I want to be as much me as I want to be. We just need to figure out how, just figure each other out. We just need to figure out how to coexist together. And I think that's a lot, a lot of people's problem. They don't want to meet people. Yeah, that way. is. And a lot of people, like you said, feel like it's like we're in competition. So it's like they're not trying to really grow those authentic, like, relationships with people on the job. Oh, for sure. Right. And, you know, as as younger people especially, you know, we're, we're golden in the company. Like, if there were layoffs tomorrow in any company, the older people will probably go first because they're the ones that are getting the pavement the most. So when you're young come into young coming into a company, you have to kind of be aware of like, yeah, you're new and you don't know as much, but you're also a threat to people who have been at the company for years because you could take their job. Man. I mean, that, that's the reality of Man. it. You are a threat to them. So it's kind of hard having to navigate that, too, just because you have to be aware of it. And ready. Are the older people that's your job friendly? For the most part, yeah. And that's because, like, for me, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm new. I'm not trying to take a job. I'm just trying to learn from you. But you will run into people mm-hmm. occasionally that they're just kind of like they're not into it. They don't really want to mentor you. They, they just, they're focused on their job. Their job. And they want to mm-hmm. have that job security. And I, I can't fault them for it. Again, I don't have kids. I don't have um, a situation that requires me to be really, you know, gung-ho, like, really ha- go hard for job security. So I get it. I just, it's just you got to meet people halfway. 
crazy. Yep. So the second question says, um, why do we as like black people, why do we not make a point to know each other? It's not like it's that many of us there. That's real. Oh, yeah, we touched. <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah, that's a good we, one right there. No, you know, um, I've had this conversation with my black coworkers before. It's kind of like you'll find yourself, and I, I don't know if y'all do this at work, but sometimes you find yourself like, oh my God, like we've been around each other for too long. Let's, we got to break up a little bit. Like, let's go. Yes. Let's, let, we got to yes. move around let's a little bit. Venture out. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I'm trying to break myself out of that because, like, why? Why, like, why do I have to do that? I could see my white coworkers being huddled up for an hour or two at a time, but I feel guilty for being... You don't feel anything. Yeah, I feel guilty for, for spending 20 minutes talking to my black coworkers in, 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 in public. You know what I mean? So, to me, yes. Like, I don't know why people are like that. And I think, you know, I, I don't know if there's a term for it, but I think that sometimes we feel like, oh my God, like, we can't look like we're grouping up together. Like, we got to establish ourselves as the, the black person of the group because there's not a lot of us in, in those spaces. So it's just like you want to be that black person. Some people feel like that. I want to be that black person. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to group up with you. I'm just trying to, you know, be that person in the, in this space. That reminds me of, like, slave mentality. I'm not going to lie. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it definitely like, is. Like, definitely, like, like, being in the house, being in the field. Like, I want to be the person that, you know, the master is like, oh, like, they don't, they never talk back to me. Like, they always do what I ask them to do. Like, you know, whatever. Like, the, the perfect slave, in a sense. Right. You know? That's what it reminds me of. But, like, that's, and that's crazy how, like, how that's still a thing. Like, it, it doesn't, like, it hasn't gone away. I mean. Like, that that mentality is, like, ingrained in us. It's sad. In some of us. It's very know? sad. Yeah. Just because. I hate to say this, but it's like, for me, sometimes it feels like there can't be two excellent black girls in one space. Like, sometimes it feels like that. Like, that you can't have two they of them. Can't. And so, again... They, ha- they have to put, the, put them together. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, against each, against each other. Yes. Two powerful black women together is dangerous. Especially in their eyes. Because <laughs> we get shit done. Like, we, we get some shit done, but... I think that's what, like, if I could tell anybody, it's like, make sure if you are a black woman going into corporate America, like, do not be that, don't be that person. Like, I know it can be intimidating having to share the space, but like, we can be excellent together. And I think that's what our society is trying to like, you know, in in the corporate America realm, like there can only be one of us. No, there can definitely be more than one of us. (laughs) Hundreds of us. I'm like when I um, went to my law school event, like as soon as I got there, I'm like, where are all the black people? Because I need to be. Where the black people? I need to connect with everybody black in here. And then we all came together and they're like, yeah, all the black kids, like the white kids are competing, but we we all help each yeah. other. And I'm like, okay, this is good. This is the environment I need to be in. Because y'all are going to need each other. <laughs> y'all are definitely going to need each other because y'all, y'all can relate. Yeah. Now, that's not to say, of course, be friends. Of course, always have white colleagues. Of course. Never. Oh, yeah, Never. Absolutely. Like, and then that's maybe I need to make sure I'm clear. That's never what it is of, oh, I can only be friends with the black people. It's just about having a nah, diverse you need set. white people, too. Yeah. You, you need. <laughs> you do need them. And yeah. they need you as yeah, well. Yeah. If we're being honest. Yeah. yeah exactly. Always got to have people advocating for you from all sides. Period. That's true. Okay. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for joining our conversation today. You have definitely offered a lot of wisdom and guidance for those who right. are just, I think just sharing your experience was much needed. So we thank you so much for giving of us course. your time. Thank you yes. for the opportunity. Thank y'all.
And a big thank you to all of our listeners on Apple and Spotify that have subscribed and positively rated us. We thank you all so much for your support. We'll be back next week bringing y'all the content that you love to hear. Bye!